a good metaphor for this would be like SpongeBob. Where they're like, la di di 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 la di, you know, like it's good, like it's funny as fuck. Specifically, yeah, specifically, it's funny as fuck. You know, like as a child, you're watching the guys like la di di la di di la di di la di, and you're like, oh shit, it's going on forever. It's going on. It's like, is it coming? It's still going on. It's still coming. But it's 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 funny. Now I get what you're trying to get at. It's funny, I, I, but it it's still bit, going I get on. what he's trying to say. <laughs> yeah. This episode was literally the part where he goes, <gasps> you know. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, Cause like this whole scene should have been the <laughs> You know, like the end of it, but like we're still in the beginning where well, we're like, end, like that episode too, because you know how shit. it ends. This space of black before he gets to there. <laughs> I didn't see you there. It's me, Lance. Welcome to the We Power Hour podcast. You caught me in the middle of playing one of my favorite gacha games. As it so happens, there's a special seasonal banner for some new characters. Let's try to summon some. The choice is clear. Fucking updates! <laughs> Edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's loading. <laughs> Anyways, let's try to summon some. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, this is a common Peter. Time to burn the village to the ground and take all the women and children! Okay, <laughs> this is why he doesn't get any special outfits. I guess I'll try summoning again. Hopefully I get that five-star Lucina. Oh my god, an SSR Kai! Holy fuck, and it's a summer swimsuit! Nice! I've got the power of anime and God by my side! Hiya! <laughs> well, I'm all out of orbs. I guess I'll just throw another hundred dollars away. <laughs> What's the difference with these JPEGs? <laughs> <laughs> JPEGs? <laughs> this. This is a JPEG. <laughs> <laughs> now this is a JPEG. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the We Power Hour. Uh, this is episode 28. Thank you for joining us on this uh, wonderful... It's just a totally normal week of March. <laughs> <laughs> like how you like look back, you're like, I have a look like, at my calendar. Are coming up right now, actually... Oh, really? Uh, it just says fuck you to me. All right, cool. St. Patrick's Day, I think, is coming up like next week. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's wear green next week then. I have a green Do shirt. Do you guys eat corned beef? Ah, it's okay. Not, not really. Like, you know, the St. Patrick's Day corned beef, not the canned corned beef, but you know, the. Are we talking about the St. Patrick's Day corned beef that's like dyed in green? Ew. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, they oh, like there's like some that. places like dye their corned beef in like green to like oh St. Patrick's Day. I had like a green pizza one time because they dyed it in green. 
I hate St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) (laughs) I had to celebrate it like every year. And yeah, we go to like these bars and they just like go crazy and say that. So the beer is all green, like the tables are all green, the food is all green. I'm like, this is not gonna look great. Not an accident. No, yeah, of course it's on purpose. So, because it's St. Patrick's Day, but yeah, not looking forward to those poops later down the road when it just comes out all green. But what are you gonna do about it? Well, I always make sure I get the Shamrock Shake from McDonald's when the ice cream machine is working. So you never gotten a shamrock shake before then. <laughs> the funny thing, I actually tried to go today, but it was broken. So, you know, sometimes you feel like, oh man, these memes are just like over, overblown and exaggerating, but not really. Not really. <laughs> yeah, right, true. So the reason why it's broken, it's not broken. It's because the workers don't want to clean it. So like I the know machines that. they the machines they use like I worked at a frozen yogurt fa- like like a place and like there's like a timer and it shows like how long it's been since it's been last cleaned and when you don't clean it for a while it just locks up like it's the machine stops working and I'm pretty sure every it's that's the reason why it's just the workers dude that's the reason why we can't have our shamrock <laughs> shakes sadly I feel like I already knew that though yeah that's right that's true. I'm one of those workers that just like, well, I should probably do something about this so people can enjoy it. Nah. You know, you're not wrong. <laughs> I worked at a frozen yogurt place and that was my policy. Yeah. Uh, the Target that I used to work at, there was like a slushy machine <laughs> and they like, I learned how to fix a slushy machine. And then the guy that taught me got fired and they didn't want to hire another like maintenance guy. So they're like, hey, Peter, you learned how to like take care of the slushy machine. I'm like, yes, <laughs> I have learned it. And then I walked the other way. <laughs> so, because that was not part of my pay grade to fix that slushy machine. So no Dude, one got slushies for a while. I know. But those slushies are, I, I don't know. I don't trust, I didn't trust our machine. That machine looked like it. See, it's, it's been like a couple <laughs> years to pass his prime. It's so. day I learned I'm never gonna get a slushy or a slurpee from a machine ever again. Exactly. Make your own. All right, guys, let's move on to the, the podcast. Oh, shit, show. that's right. As much as I love talking about broken ice cream machines. Um, first up is our news for this week Amazon is developing a Helsing live-action film, and it's going to be written by the John Wick writer, Derek Colston. Um, now, I'm pretty excited about Helsing just in general, but uh, were you guys ever, like, a fan of that show? You know, personally, I've heard of it. Like, I know the existence of it, but I've never really watched it or, like, heard of any of, like, its media. Honestly, my main exposure with it was Team Four Stars. Uh, oh, yeah, they <laughs> the did do one. Which I thought was... No, I didn't... I watched that without ever watching the anime or reading the manga. And I thought it was just... Well, I mean, anything Team Four Stars made back in the day was just a masterpiece. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm the same. Like, I know of it. And I know how much people love it. Uh, uh-huh. But I think it was at that time where, like when did that show come out like oh, 2005 like two, early 2000s or so yeah that was like a time where like 
I guess if it wasn't showing up on Kids WB, I wasn't like, oh, I should just go on the computer and watch anime kind of thing. So uh, right. if it wasn't on TV, I didn't know about it. But obviously, like later on, when you become an anime fan, all the older generations are gonna be like, dude, Helsing, dude, that's like that's that's badass, right? Just like Cowboy Bebop and blah blah blah. I was blah. literally it's gonna like, say Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, that's like where it's like where the like threshold is if like they judge you if you're an anime fan or not. I was like, I'm sorry, I didn't watch uh, those old shows when I was like like a fetus, you know. So I was like, I'm sorry, but yeah. So um, yeah, it did come out a time when I mean, I, I think we were too young to really enjoy, appreciate, like, yeah like uber violent anime yeah but, uh, I, I feel like most people at least know about it uh but, but i am pretty excited for this movie because uh, uh somehow i feel like every part of john wick has some kind of relation to anime i mean like the director of the john wick's film even stated that uh he was inspired for the fights choreography from anime along with like kung fu movies so john wick is so good dude if you guys haven't watched it Definitely recommend. That's like the one action film that my dad really likes. Like he never goes to the theater, but the only time I've ever heard him say, "Yeah, I'm at the theater right now," was at a John Wick's movie, and I was like, "Really? Maybe he's All a right. Keanu Reeves it. fan." Everyone is a Keanu Reeves fan. Even my Everyone. super pigeon local dad loves Keanu Reeves. <laughs> uh. But I mean, yeah, definitely for sure. Because um, I, I don't want to say that's like the first vampire, but that's got to be like the like the most popular vampire at that time, right? Like uh, Ar- Arcard, right? Is that the name of that guy? Yeah, Arcard. Arcard. Yeah. So it's like to make that into like a really badass uh, like vampire movie. I mean, like vampires been kind of dying out lately, so like it's kind of prime time for vampires to. Come to back. come back <laughs> yeah and just do another run because i forgot there was like another movie years ago i think hugh jackman was a vampire i i, I, I vaguely remember i think it was hugh jackman he was like he, he was vampire in a vampire movie and i remember that was like kind of anime-ish or like how crazy it, it was like watching x-men von helsing <laughs> yeah so basically that's the, the one yeah that's that exactly point for point like the same uh i guess lore inspiration between uh, yeah helsing yeah exactly so they they share all that similarities but that movie tanked like fuck so (laughs) (laughs) i remember that movie was not good when i watched it so but yeah i mean people love vampires so i don't see why this movie can't be good like even if it sucks i think it's just because like hey it's vampires like a plus for that yeah. so and, and more than like vampires too it's also like established gunplay i know that's what the anime yeah. and, and the manga is especially known for is like really amazing like fight choreography which uh you know I'm, i'd like to see that brought into like live action i feel like that'd be a, a very easy transition to live action i think keanu reeves should play our card looking at the picture Honestly, I mean, <laughs> why not just? Because he has like the long hair and everything like that too. He just covers his He'd face. You wouldn't even it, know dude. it's him. He oh, absolutely. He looks like a vampire. Exactly. So, but he's got to shave his beard, and I don't know if I can, I can handle a clean shave. I know that's pretty much again. a brand trademark. 
I can't like I I don't want to go back to that Keanu Reeves. I want to stick to to bearded. What's Keanu Reeves. wrong with clean shaven Reeves, dude? I like him better bearded. He looks nah, sexier he's not when he's bearded. Bearded but clean shaven. Not bad. Nah, nah. I want to feel like there's a forest next to me when he kisses me. <laughs> all right, all right. Moving on to our next <laughs> news for the week. <laughs> And this is a big one that I've been waiting for for a very, very long time. The Devil is a Part-Timer is getting a season two after eight years, I feel like. Eight years. It has been eight years. That anime is that old? Yeah. (laughs) I remember watching this like, how old was I? I think I was like just starting off in college i was and this yep. is like during that phase when i was like really like getting into anime and this is one of the first ones that i just binged and uh i, I think we've actually talked about this peter like there are certain anime that you watch and you're you after you're done with it you're like that was good it probably wouldn't get a second season even though exactly it has the material and i was convinced this was one of those i was like i was very i like I buried this in my backyard and I said my prayers and I mourned and I said there won't be a season two and holy crap I'm totally surprised I yeah uh, yeah like you said eight years has been a very long time for this uh, the manga has ended a while ago as well there's a spin-off manga uh, on yeah. top of it so it like there's like- been plenty of stuff from it has been popular enough but um, you know it's one of those storylines where it's just kind of like it's good for one season and then a second season might push uh the joke too old kind of thing and but yeah, uh, just leave it uh at the high point but Let's yeah but i think but i think with eight years being the gap it, it, that might like kind of spark the interest like oh we got a whole new generation of anime yeah, watchers so like pretty much yeah like because you could just pick up right where you left off i don't think you're gonna miss too much from season one not really i'm gonna be honest not a lot really happened in season one exactly you just introduced the cast and then it was like boom it's kind of like how like konosuba how i feel it's just like like it definitely deserves a season three but like like obviously it's the same going to be the same jokes pretty much and the same shit that goes on but for like a new anime viewer like they could jump in on season three and it won't really feel too much like they're behind on anything in terms right. of like storyline so because no, not much has happened there so i feel the same way with devil's part-timer yeah so i'm excited for that is it a good anime to watch i give it eight out of ten yeah wait, 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 no this is the one where the devil becomes a part-timer that's the title but devil becomes a part-timer yes. and he, he ends up liking it too much right yes yeah he becomes like a super passionate worker <laughs> Yeah, he comes in like a whack Donuts kind of thing. And he starts from like the bottom. Yeah, Wick And he Donalds. takes it very seriously. Like he's like, oh, I got to make sure everything's like on time. And then he becomes like the best worker. And then he becomes the manager of that whack Donuts. So throughout yeah, the, like the, so, the season. I mean, the whole thing is just uh, an underdog story, except that, I mean, it's, it's the devil. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's just one of those like reverse isekais, basically, where it's just like, what are like fantasy characters gonna do and be like when they're in our world kind of thing actually yeah this was probably the first reverse isekai i watched and i loved it yeah just like because you got him you got like the the hero she ends up being there as well because she was like following him because he was like i'm gonna kill the demon lord so the and she followed him the devil and uh the hero 
And also the hero turns out to be a Sundari girl. Yeah, and then she ended up being like an office worker. And then like she randomly ran into him and then it was like obviously like hijinks ensue because she wants to kill him, but he's not doing anything bad. He's just being a really good worker at McDonald's. Yeah, so, so. the gimmick is that he's turned over a new leaf and he's just working at McDonald's. Maybe trying to make I a watch living. it. Maybe I check it out. No, I've been interested about it. I don't know. It's, it's a good binge. It's always oh, yeah. been it's an anime that's always recommended yeah. on any of the streaming websites. And I'm like, I yeah. always like look down at it cause it's everywhere. Oh, I can, I can kind of understand that. Like, I don't think it's one of those like, Oh man, top animes of the year or even like, oh, even no. of the season kind of thing. But I still think it's funny enough that it holds up. And I think even after eight years, it probably still withstands the test of time. Interesting, um, interesting. And all the characters are great. So, yeah. yeah. But I think it's one of those like you have to binge. Like, I think if you were watching it on that season and you watch it week in and week out, like we do the top 10 and that was part of the top 10, you might not like it as much. I, it's one of those like you have to like just like, consume it all kind of interesting. thing. Interesting. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like The Office or like How I Met Your Mother. I feel like those ones, like you have to consume those on a bigger scale <laughs> to truly enjoy uh, everything about it. So yeah okay so that will do it for the news for this week if you have any news that you'd like us to give our input for feel free to message us or share with us on our social media and we'll definitely look into it next up is our media roundup for the week this is a segment that we talk about anything that we watched or read outside of the top 10 ranking board which will be coming up very soon First up on the media roundup for the week, Jujutsu Kaisen episode 21 is baseball. <laughs> what did you guys yeah. think of this episode? <laughs> Peter, you seem to be really interested in <laughs> this episode. What do um, you think of it? <laughs> best episode of Jujutsu Kaisen yet. I'm kidding. Um, I mean, it was just a filler episode. Uh, like, Yeah. But it is nice though. I mean, like I think these shonen's uh, uh, shows are starting to learn like the filler episodes like yeah they may mean nothing kind of thing but like to make it entertaining and then also still sprinkle in a little bit of storyline is how a filler episode should be kind yeah. of thing where like we seen in old days where it's like it's literally just a waste of time and it has nothing to do with the story but there was a little bit of sprinkle story uh, into it but right uh, yeah i enjoy i enjoyed the filler i mean like it, it was baseball i'm a sports guy it was pretty fun to like watch and see how the jujitsu powers is like being used on the field and then like the little like uh um like character bios that are popping up on the bottom yeah oh, there's a lot of like, that was very good little things sprinkled in like that yeah because it kind of they they hit like very basic baseball tropes where like those character bios like little league baseball they have like a war series where like all the countries like find like the best representative and then they go against each other in this huge tournament and all the kids love to put random stupid bios in their like little uh really character bios. so when they like yeah when they go up to like go into bat they'll be like oh i see i see i know what you're talking about yeah. oh man i would want to watch just to see those bios because those like I love that from this episode. Like just such like I was like harebrained dumb like trivia about yeah. them. Like, oh, Nobra, she's like up to bat and her trivia is she's currently applying for a credit card. Wow. 
yeah it's like random shit like for the kids obviously like it's because of their generation so it's just be like oh um alfred morris like likes to be called big al uh loves eating <laughs> corn dogs on a sunday or some bullshit like they just think of like the randomest thing a fact they think about themselves and they oh, put it in fun. there um and yeah so like they got that and then like when nobra was like going after uh Mekamaru, like that kind of like uh baseball fighter or like baseball players are going to fight each other and then everyone just start clearing out the benches to start getting into the fight that's very baseball too so like yeah in a baseball essence they got it but then they added their jujitsu flair and uh it was nice to see how do you guys feel about yeah i was gonna (laughs) i was gonna ask uh, how'd you feel kai about this episode it, it was an okay episode. It was funny. Like those parts were definitely funny. Like it was definitely funny. I remember all of us as we were watching, we're all laughing as we read like the character bios and stuff. Um, it's it's nice because the fillers don't feel like fillers. Yeah, they able to disguise it. Like it's still a good episode. You know, you, we definitely feel it's like a, you know, it's an episode that's between you know two arcs, but it's not. It's not like. A, Oh, it's just it's a filler episode, you know? It's like... Because some animes, like, you know when it's a filler episode and it's like, oh, shit, uh, you know? <sighs> so you go, yeah, your brain just tunes out of it because yeah. it's not going to have any bearings on the main plot. Yeah, so... How'd you guys feel about it being... This is technically the end of the tune-in exams or uh, the this uh, school exchange for them. This is how they wrap it up because, I mean, Gojo even, like, acknowledged it he was like, "Hell yeah!" So um, about like individual battles. Actually, we're not going to do that. We'll just play baseball instead. <laughs> so like, purposely, I feel like toying with the the viewers' like anticipation of the battles and saying, "No, nah, we're not going to do that." Yeah, I was kind of disappointed think, by that. A little bit, but then I keep. I like. I think about him. Like, what's the true purpose of the the exams? Right. Like, I don't remember if they said anything about like, "Hey, if you do great in these exams, you get to move up." like a stage yeah, or like a level like, i guess if you could like compare it to like a just a, a school festival of yeah sorts. Like, like it's just for fun really so yeah they they called it like a cultural exchange so it's kind of felt like oh we're just kind of exchanging pleasantries we know how you fight you know how we fight so if anything happens we can work together like we just did now and you know we're just here to like you're our sister school so we're just here to you know just to say hello kind of thing it was like there's no, really no like truly anything up for grabs what it felt like like i gotta win so i can become this or i gotta win for my brother or sister or whatever it's just kind of like yeah hey, we're just doing it so i guess i think so. that's what yeah that's what hurts it so much it's kind of like i'm kind of glad they ended it because it was like because it felt like there was no purpose well, was yeah like, what was the point then yeah it was just so that they could steal the skin of fingers yeah exactly yeah. they were just trying to find an excuse for these guys to the bad guys to come in and ruin something so yeah now you like them posting like one stooge in front of the the fingers and mojito just easily stealing them i i like these guys don't get enough money man they can't hire like enough teachers it's not. It's, it's like <laughs> two teachers i think in this entire like fucking school for our school and the principal and then like whatever guards they have so i was like it's true there's only like six students here so i was like what like why do we need so much area <laughs> like this right? is a big the, temple big <laughs> temple shit like 
I haven't even seen him gone to class yet, dude. Like, would you even do school? Like, shit. I want to drink to good school. Point. <laughs> so, because you see it like in the after credits, right? Like, Nobra guys are like sitting on a desk in school and it looks like they're in a the school, but I'm like, that's like that not even. Like, is that really like at the Jujutsu Tech or is this just like. Exactly. Is this just like an just imagination sort of bit? Yeah, I think it's just a bit. So, this is like, what are they truly learning? And like, I don't know. Just still a lot of like unanswered like questions i mean these are bullshit uh like questions to begin with but like this is just not yeah. enough answers to a lot of things so we'll move on from jujutsu kaisen and into attack on titan episode 13. uh kai do you want to start off with attack on Titan? dude i was like when 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 the nicolo was like here take this knife you know, and it was offering the knife to the dad. I was like, fucking do it. Fucking stab <laughs> that bitch. Let's fucking go. She doesn't deserve to live. Let's fucking. <sighs> and then I got sad because they didn't kill her, you know, but I'm like, <laughs> but you fucking that stab that hoe, dude. Just like give it to her. But you knew she wasn't going to get stabbed. So why would you think it would be any different? because i wanted it to happen <laughs> wait have you read up to that point yeah i just don't remember it i just no it's all it's it's the thing is i don't remember it and also all the characters in isayama's drawing look the same and it's terrible like okay today i f finally acknowledged oh hey a flock you know, he has brown hair. Like, the amount of times when I was reading, I was like, I got Flock and Armin confused because they <laughs> literally have the same, have the same haircut. Their yeah. hair is yeah. not shaded in. I thought Flock was a blondie this whole time, dude. <laughs> that might have been just uh, like a. Like, a director's choice. What is the difference the in the manga out? between Flock's hair, Armin's hair, and Yelena's hair? They're all the same. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> Yelena um, is definitely similar to Armin. Um, I think the anime kind of acknowledged that with Wit Studio. They gave uh, Flock a fucking. Do you remember his like nest hair? <laughs> yes. I don't remember Wait, that. I only I, just, I only remember what I just saw today, dude. Yeah, but I was just like, "Oh, he has hair." I don't even know who this guy is, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> Same, yeah, exactly. So, so you see guy uh, the guy who intervened when Irwin was on his death. Uh, he was near death, and he wanted to give the serum to Irwin. He was the, the soldier. Oh, is this guy? This <laughs> motherfucker still alive? Yeah. God damn it! I always knew he was bad juju, <laughs> and now it's come to fruition. <laughs> so aside from um the fiasco going on in the restaurant we also had uh, uh the jaegerists uh, bring well, aaron <laughs> among the jaegerists meet up with mikasa and armin down below and that's where the, the episode left off peter since you don't know what happens i'm kind of interested to know what you're thinking about the yeah, situation i'm interested in that too uh, all i can think of is like maybe aaron wants to say goodbye i guess or something of that sort like i can't imagine he's going there for like hey i don't know what i want to do and i'm looking to my two best friends for advice or like some different perspective to see if I, what i'm doing is right i think aaron's just like fuck it 
I'm like, if I'm wrong, I'm taking everyone down with me and this is how it's going to be kind of thing. <laughs> like he is a lost cause now. We should have gotten rid of him in episode one. Like we should have gotten rid of him the entire time. So, <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I don't really have uh, too much to like speculate because I just think Aaron is... He's he's literally like off the fucking meds, dude. He's just like, I've been taking meds for four years, and I don't want to be on them anymore. And I'm just about to go wild, baby. I'm just like, why? Why are you doing all this? Like, come on! And just the whole like Zeke thing was like, he's been doing that shit, like putting in this like his his jizz and all the wine to uh, turn everyone to yeah uh, monsters jizz and all the wine. Yeah, I was like, God damn it. Like, does Aaron know about this? Does Aaron even care to know about this? It's like, it's too many, like, man, we should have killed imagine, these people. Like, watching this anime and not knowing. Like, I can only imagine it must be an extremely just confusing situation. I mean, I, I mean, I, I feel like Kanji is like the perfect example of like an anime person that's like yeah. an anime watcher watching attack on titan because she's like what do you what? mean i didn't say this and they're like oh well actually i did this and i just like what the fuck what is wrong with you like everyone is like like apeshit bananas around her and she's like the only like reason she's the only reasonable one and uh shasha's dad he he's the only reasonable one when he didn't decided to stab gabby i should've was like fucking done it and he should have been like <laughs> i was like there you go dude finally some some sensibility in this goddamn fucking world dude yeah break the cycle so, yeah i cried i was like oh man nicola really wanted some of that that sasha but he got none of that so uh just the fact that he was like in love with like supposedly the demons kind of thing is like it was it was heartbreaking to to see him like break down like that so yeah i like that moment just for like disclosure for sasha and like all these people yeah like, I, just like, proving how much she was loved i yeah i thought we were done i was like we're never gonna see nicolo again or like we're probably i i totally forgot this like those were her parents too for a minute just because i was so focused on the the, or the orphans I was just uh -huh. like, oh, it's a fucking blonde girl. But then the blonde girl went crazy. I'm like, everyone's fucking crazy. <laughs> it's fucking shit. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'm excited. There's a lot. Of, I, I have a lot of anxiety just like sitting on that table when they were like showing like the wide shot and everyone's hands were like on the table. Like I instinctively put my hands on the table too. I'm like, uh, <laughs> all right, all our hands are on the table. No one's no one's going to do any funny business, right? And I was like, oh shit, his hand's bleeding. Never mind. The funny business is about to ensue. So I was like, shit. For me, <clears throat> um, dude, like the wine, dude. The fucking wine. <laughs> Finally. Like, I don't know. Like, we talked about it in the previous um podcast episode. Like, me and Lance, we were nodding about the wine, mm -hmm. but like. You know, you see, like, uh, Pikachu and all the other guys drinking the fucking wine already, dude. And when I see... when I Wait, saw the it, ball guy has drunk the wine, too? That happened in, like, a couple episodes ago, dude. They were all celebrating, and they were like, oh, man, these, like, oh, wine, that's so good. Oh, what a fitting ending to that fucking boring bastard. 
dude and i'm just like like because because i this is awesome the wine right i'm like wine oh it's happening (laughs) you just so much detail like them drinking it and enjoying it yeah because oh my god it was so out of place in the episode yeah it was yeah. just, it was, you know, like, things are happening, and then it was a bunch of, know, like, the old bald people drinking a wine and shit, and then goes back to normal shit, you know? And I'm like, the wine! <laughs> the wine! <laughs> Damn, yeah. God, that, that's uh, that's crazy. I didn't realize that that, that scene was so significant in, in this storyline, like, it's good writing. Exactly, because it was, it was just so out of place. Yeah, I think uh, Attack on Titan is a good show to watch twice because watching it oh, again, yeah. knowing what happens, it allows you to notice things that you would never have, uh, like little details that the animators put in, uh, little mannerisms, some characters that now you have context for why this is being shown to you. And sure. I think it's interesting. Yeah, it's like playing New Game Plus, and then you already know who the bad guy is from the very beginning. So yeah, you're just like, there we go, there <laughs> every time you see him, and he's like, oh, I want to be your best friend. You're like, mm, son of a bitch, I know it's you. And then you see the subtle hints that he's actually evil. You're like, <laughs> you watch, oh! you watch Pro ZD. <laughs> no, did, was that a skit of his? Yeah, he did a whole skit about uh, what, playing the game again, but knowing who the bad guy really is. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, maybe yeah. I watched it, and that's like subconsciously in my head, but... <laughs> I feel like that every time I play New Game Plus on any of my RPGs, I'm like, I know what you, motherfucker! It's just interesting to see like how that all comes about. So so we'll be moving on to our anime ranking board for the winter <clears throat> season. This is where we watch 10 animes from this season, and every week we rank their episodes against each other for um, ranking board supremacy. A grand uh, prize of nothing. A big Dude, grand totally prize forgot. of nothing. Wonder Egg was a filler episode when I voted for the shit. That's why I took it out because I knew you were going to forget that was a recap episode. So I Wait, took out Wonder Egg. Did I not priority. vote for Wonder Egg today? You couldn't. I took it out of the fucking. Damn the, it. I the thought vote. I was like, I was like, oh shit, I probably voted Wonder Egg pretty like bottom of the pack. And I was like, well, fuck, it was no, a recap I, episode. Yo, you didn't even remember I what know. you voted? He doesn't even remember what he did before he went to the bathroom yeah dude i'm I'm a fucking (laughs) chicken dude you know they like walk three steps they forget what they were doing three steps ago dude i think that's fish but uh no fish just instantly forget so yeah Yeah. so i i I got that three steps leeway dude so uh this week wonder egg priority like we were just saying it's automatically 10th place uh this week was a recap episode for it um but just we were kind of surprised by that um uh, single season needs a recap um although peter you and me were talking uh we suspect it might just be like development uh needs by the dynamic studio yeah i think like need time I don't, I don't know exactly what the state of Japan is right now, but I, I did see around that they did go into another lockdown they did, they uh, did. recently just yeah. because there was like 6,000 cases a day. So they had Something to lock like that, everything yeah. down. Something ridiculous. So I assume one, yeah, it probably slowed down development so they couldn't like pop it out. So maybe I think the show's slated for 11 or 12 episodes. It might just get another week. Um, I'm not entirely sure on that yet. 
Uh, I'll look yeah. around and see if I can find out. But yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I'm not sure if this is counted as a uh, part of the, the anime season or if this is literally just like a bonus episode. Like we need a week to like uh, we need yeah. a little bit more time to be working. Like, like honestly, if like I feel like they're just going to add another week because if this recap episode had any just new little bit of information or like a little nugget that like would help us see the storyline a little better or answer some questions then i would take this at face value is like oh we may have confused the fuck out of you for the first six episodes or seven episodes here's a recap plus so a little extra yeah. to get everything pieced together and we'll give you another piece of the puzzle along the way but that whole episode was a yeah not really full recap so yeah just uh, i assume it's another week know. yeah all right moving on yeah moving on to uh the actual bottom of the ranking board we actually have a tie for uh it would be eighth place so we have urusakai picnic as well as heaven's design team tied for the bottom eighth place this week uh, we'll start off with uh, heaven's design team this week uh gave 10th pl- uh we gave a uh, it would be ninth place actually for the bottom ninth place from kai ninth place from peter i gave it sixth place so I guess Stupid. I'll start off first. <laughs> <laughs> you dumb, brah. <laughs> brah, let me you just want to go 69. why you guys are the dumbs because this was a good episode from Heaven's Design Team. Uh, now, I personally am a big fan of the Penguin Showdown. That was definitely my favorite part because the way that they presented the animal th- in this style was my favorite and most easily understandable easy to consume way of understanding this animal they showed one guy showed how the animal is the penguin and then the other guy uh, argued for an alternate way but then they disproved why this hypothetical way this animal could behave wouldn't work in real life and i actually learned a lot about penguins because of them and maybe it's just because i love penguins a lot but like, I, like they're like my second favorite after otters. But I just thought it was a really Damn. fun episode too. Just like their banter. I feel like I got to know like uh, Pluto and also Jupiter really well. I feel like I have a very firm understanding of their characters based off this episode, which I, I mean, I guess I could have figured that out from previous episodes, but this one really just uh, showed me like Jupiter is kind of a troll. His entire time in that uh, the penguin competition was not so much I want to build the best penguin I can or I want to argue for the best penguin I can envision. It's I just wanted to do the exact opposite (laughs) that Neptune was doing. And if it worked, that's great. If it didn't, I don't really care, honestly. Yeah. So I I really like Jupiter now. How are you going to say this was a good episode when you voted for the... Okay, you voted sixth place, but like... I'm actually surprised you voted for it in sixth place, actually. <laughs> well, I guess uh, to give context, I kind of liked all the episodes this week. Um, even the ones I, I ranked at the very bottom, I was at least okay with. Uh, but my opinion of uh, Heaven's Sign Team was actually, it was good. Uh, for me, I, I, I kind of feel the same way. This week was like, not the greatest week we've had. But it was solid it top was down. Good. Yeah. So it was actually kind of hard to vote uh, these placements. And I think, you know, people at home 
when you look at the like the board itself in general you can just see like a lot of like like one spot up one spot down everyone's like flipping all over the place there's a lot of movement uh in this week's uh anime uh ranking board so uh it was very hard to choose like honestly i feel like ninth place in one side is like still the same enjoyment as sixth place or even fifth place like everyone felt too close i think for me it was only one show that really stood up above the rest and that's obviously my number one uh but for the most part uh i also enjoyed heaven's design team i just don't think it was better than uh all the other animes uh that's above it like there needs Mm -hmm. to we should like have like a (laughs) i don't know how do you explain it but like a category where it's like ninth place but it's like uh you're not bad it's just the other things were just a little better this week, you know? <laughs> I think a tie kind of says that pretty clearly that it was very close. Because, like, yeah. you know, when, it, when we put it at the bottom tier, it's always, oh, it's bottom tier. It's like, but oh, man, you're, like, it's not you're at the bad. very end of the human centipede. You eat all the shit. Well, if you think about it that way, though, I always think, and I don't want to piss anyone else out there, but I always think our top 10 is, like, a very solid top 10 compared to other people's, like, like that watch the season dude, you know what i mean biased, like dude. top down i think <laughs> we chose pretty good like after a while like you know you know watching hortensia saga and some other bad ones uh uh-huh. we were able to like get a very solid top 10 i think we're only really like, truly missing uh one or two shows uh from this season that deserves to be in the top 10 but we can only have 10 so uh i think top down i think we have like one of the strongest uh, top 10 boards out there so just saying because i watch all the other shows i say yes no objectively i'm sure there's like room for debate on like what a a concrete top 10 just like you said well um, that's the thing for for you guys you didn't watch second seasons for a lot of the shows that happened this season so like i would get rid of some of these animes for those second seasons but like we're talking about just purely almost like you know like very popular and then new shows like i this is still solid top 10 I can say that because I watch all those shows. <laughs> so. so you're like the only one who has like true authority on this. 15, 20 argument. shows a week, dude. I got to fucking get through. So. Do you really? You're a little nuts. I'm still watching the bad ones. Well, not like Hortensia Saga. I kind of stopped Hortensia Saga. Do you Saga, still but... watch um, Adventures of Die? Yeah. I still like it. How's it going? Still solid. So how many hours of anime do you watch a week, dude? How much hours are there in a week? Or how many episodes do you watch a week? Like under 40 or something. Maybe like 40 episodes. It's a a lot of episodes. Three seasons per week. Maybe like anywhere, like on a, on a good day, maybe like five, six episodes, like on a bad day, maybe like two or three per day. Damn! I just I, I like literally binge watch another uh, anime. It's not like this year, but uh, it's a uh, Kono Oto Tomari. Uh, it's a Koto uh, anime. But like, you won't the... finish Shin Sekai Yori, even though I've been like nagging you to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing. I feel like very weird with that one. That one gives me like very not not like it's a bad thing, but like it makes me feel like a lot of anxiety. Oh yeah, and, like it's, a it's very hard to watch anxiety inducing anime. Yeah. And so it's hard to watch like a lot back to back. Like after one episode, I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> like I just can't like so, breathe because it's like how many so much weeks anxiety. Has it been since we watched it? 
If you watch one episode like a, year a day. Ago? Yeah, but you didn't watch like a lot of my recommendations that I recommended. So I at least read all the Wikipedia for Shinsekai. It was really good. <laughs> fuck up, Lance. Get out of really here. Get the, the fuck out of here. Face off that synopsis. Let's move on. <laughs> all right. Moving on to um, the other anime that tied for eighth place. Urusekai Picnic. Uh, looking at the votes. Uh, seventh place for Kai. Not that surprising. Uh, <laughs> ninth place for me. Bottom. Uh, Peter, eighth place, second to the bottom. Uh, so I'll give it over to you, Kai. You're the biggest defender for the show. What'd you like about it? It wasn't a bad episode. Okay, see, usually the reason why this this show kind of feels like feels bad is because we don't understand the lore behind it. Right? I think so. We can't, we can't relate to it. Like we can't relate to these white giant heads that are walking in this abandoned town, <laughs> or we can't relate to this train station or anything. But like these past two episodes, we know what the lore is about this Sanuki whatever grandma and it's fucking eerie like when they find a jar of teeth like isn't that not weird and then like the girl like she's like you know what fuck you grandma and then like she starts bleeding from her mouth like what the fuck but then that, that bleeding never truly happened no i i see i I will okay. We'll get into what's bad about this episode, but for now, <laughs> I, I want to talk about what's good because I agree with Kai. This was actually um, one of the better episodes for Sakai Picnic, and it's because they have a just like last episode. They they seem to be on a roll with a pretty like in like concrete formula that they want the episode to flow in. I would like it's, to uh, say every episode, every recent episode, you say. No, this is a good episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though, Lance, you fucking hate this anime. I know you You put ninth place today, this week, yet again. I know I'm watching But like you. I said, I'm trying to objectively look at this anime as much as I... Okay, if this is like bias, Lance, speaking, then yeah, I, I don't... I'm not a big fan of this anime, but I'm trying to see the good parts of it. And I do see that it does have redeeming qualities. Like, just like you said, this uh, this episode actually spooked me out. It felt more like, you know, usually it's kind of like mysterious or like, it's either like Yuri or it's mysterious. This episode actually felt like horror. Like, I, I feel like there was like, like a gruesome plot here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a lot of blood. There's a lot of like disembodied teeth. Uh, the beatdown of the... The, the, go, grandma. the grandma's, yeah, the like grandma's the spirit that, like, was pretty brutal. She, like, mind-controlled her? Yeah, she pretty much, like, code Geass to yeah, Akari to, like, beat the fuck of, out of grandma. Just like uh, Kyle was saying, the most enjoyment I have of the show is when I start to understand things more and uh, or new revelations are being made. And one of the main revelations from this episode that caught my eye was... Uh, Soro can use her eye to mind control people, apparently. Or at least, like, influence their behavior. Like, she made um, Seto, like, kind of lose her mind and go berserk on the ghost. And uh, Toriko caught on to that, and she did not like that Soro has gained a new power, and she's going to do that with it. That was just super, like, strange to me. 
I I wish the anime was more like these past two episodes. Yeah. I really wish it was more like the past two episodes because this past two episodes, they have like a reason and they they have a conflict and they have there's an effect and there's like an ending to it. Whereas like you know the first couple episodes, it's like things happen and then the show ends. And we're like, huh? <laughs> All right, so we'll throw it over to Peter. He's pulling out his uh, his grip exerciser, which can only tell me that he's brewing with uh, <laughs> something. Now I'm just working on my think? my grip. My grip hurts. Um, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's creepy and stuff like that. And I guess that's great. <laughs> um, I, I don't like how like, like Akari and like the other girl, they come in and they're already like a better, like couple than Sorrel and Toriko. That kind of, that actually bothered me a lot that like there's already like a better set of characters than the characters that we were having since episode one. It's just kind of like, it just really speaks to like Sorrel and Toriko. I think for me is like the writing for them isn't great. Uh, in any way, shape, or form. So, like, you guys are right. The saving grace is the creepy pasta stuff. Like, the past couple episodes have been uh, very solid uh, in that aspect. And they're using, you know, those stories to further their the bigger mystery as a whole, right? Like, uh, they de- them getting to know the mechanic girl gives them another, another uh, step clue to Satsuki. Satsuki. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. understand like, oh, Sasuke looks like Sorrel and like all this other stuff. And like the fact that like, she I don't want to say she brainwashed Akari, but like she was tutoring Akari and they were like really close and it was awkward. Um, so that kind of stuff is great. Um, but honestly, like I wish, and I every time I see the opening, I always wish like this, if this show was more like Scooby-Doo and it was more like kind of like, it's creepy, but it's more of a comedy sense. I think these characters fit better in those roles than something of a serious uh, aspect. Because I I have a hard time taking Toriko and Sarau seriously uh, yeah. at any point of this show. Uh, but I always remember there's a part in the opening where I think it's at the end. They're like running down the stairs and they're running very comically. Like their legs are spinning like crazy and they're running away from a ghost kind of thing. And I always yeah. think it's very silly. Yeah, it's silly, and I feel like that's Scooby Doo. Where like you can probably have the creepy pasta, but what if like someone tried to like generate the creepy pasta, like some like loser or hoodlum or some guy that was trying to scare people, just like how Scooby Doo is, right? Like, oh, that town is abandoned because there's a ghost that lives there and stuff like that. It's like, well, because the guy that's trying to scare everyone away or whatever. So, if it was at that aspect, I would like to show more, um, but I don't know. I, the seriousness doesn't like work it for me but i do agree these last two episodes have been great so yeah I can just not as good too. as the other anime the tone <laughs> was definitely uh now i'm gonna go into uh criticizing mode for lance uh, <laughs> one positive but one negative a big issue for this episode like we go from um uh i forget the the mechanic girl's name but um so yeah so they're talking about um uh you know relationship talk between uh, Soro, Seto, um, Toriko, and then we jump into the girls actually losing their teeth, which is, I mean, that's pretty brutal. Yeah. To like jump from like fun girl talk 
and then they get into a conflict where they're actually getting like maimed. And at the end of the episode, they brush it all off as, oh, they they put our teeth back. Like they don't even need to like, go into details of like how serious that injury is, or like what are the lasting repercussions for uh, being injured like that. Uh, yeah, it's very um, disjointed the, the tone of this episode. I like the direction they're going in. It's just, yeah, the, how they stitch it all together is just very off to me. You know, maybe the reason like their tooth didn't truly like fall out was because they weren't in the other side, right? It was just like a, a ghost apparition, apparition like there in their world. So maybe like their power wasn't as strong. So like maybe they can mentally make you think you lost a tooth. But in actuality, you didn't lose it. Because this is the first time that. we've been in in just our world, right? Yeah. Like in, in any of these episodes. They where like stayed the, in the human world. Yeah, but the monster came to us. So like maybe they just don't have enough staying power to affect us as much. If it was that way, they need to convey that better. Because I the only thing I could assume was that they truly were hurt. And they really, it wasn't an illusion. They really did lose their teeth. And then yeah. they just brushed it off like it's no big deal. And also, that was a lot of blood coming out of them. Uh, yeah. That was a, that <laughs> was like a, a little pool. bit like, that made me kind of take me out of it. I was like, oh man, you should probably be dead if you're losing that much blood out of your mouth. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So moving on from Uruskai Picnic, we're heading into number seven, low-tier character Tomozaki-kun. This anime is an enigma recently, dude. Like, you don't know if it's good or if it's bad or if it's boring. Or if it's, like, entertaining. It's, like, in this middle of the pack of, like, limbo. I like, totally agree. Like, I always feel that way when I, like, vote for this anime. Like, okay, right above uh, Jaka Kara Tomozaki-kun... Like, is a promise Neverland, and above that is Dr. Stone, right? And below that is Urasekai Picnic. Like, Urasekai Picnic and Promise Neverland, I would say the gap in between them is pretty big. And then in this gap, this big gap, lives low tier character Tomozaki. That's a good just, comparison, like, yeah. Wandering in <laughs> this, like, nothingness. Mm -hmm. Like, when I think, oh, what happened last episode? I think. Well, nothing really. So maybe, I guess, you know, they uh, got together. They talked a little bit. Um, but yeah, that's about it, you know? Like, it's not yeah. bad. Like, it has enough fluff. And the fluff is good enough that it's better than, like, Design Team or, like, Urasekai Picnic. But if you say, was there any plot? Yeah, you're right. It's literally setting the bar of average uh, for yeah, our top ten. I think it's just a low tier character. You know, it's not. It's not like <laughs> it's not like you know he excels He's in magic or character. attack or like agility or any of those. Things, but it's not that he's like really bad at his defense or resi resistances. He's just eh. But, yeah. you know, you would rather use your other units that's stronger, that has that special moves or those, like, combos. 
you know damn just busting out all the fucking jrpg elements. yeah, yeah. So, all right it's not wrong though that's pretty accurate it's a i guess tomazaki kun for the season is kind of like a wild card you never really know like what to exactly think where it aligns because it's just it almost seems like its own existence really it's not horrific it's not amazing either it's just in existence because like you know you know like when we watch like um last crusade or something or like hortensia like project scott we're like we're watching like we go we watch the episode and we're like what was that what yeah was that but like tomasaki kun we don't see we don't see that it's like yeah yeah it was pretty good you know it's like not bad but it's not like, oh man, that was so good. I can't wait for the next episode. It's just, eh? yeah, that was pretty good. Eh? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 such a, it's in a weird place because like, I don't mind watching it, but I would rather not watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I like you wouldn't miss out on anything I like miss not out watching on anything. Yeah. yeah but like it's not like oh man it's probably gonna be a shitty episode. it's nothing like that it's it's like really average yeah it's kind of very yeah i don't think i've ever really seen an anime quite like this just <laughs> doesn't make me feel either way exactly not not disgust and not like what was pretty good it's just i mean even like i feel like a lot of plot points happen here that are important to the plot like tomozaki uh hung out on with uh me 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 and then the popular boy and he he was very successful in like executing the things that hinomi has taught him and then he had his practice or his first date with um kikuchi and he learned that you know he has to work on himself more because Kiku- he's still awkward enough to kikuchi who conveyed throughout the episode that she really does like him a lot but even she could tell that he's not quite being honest with his behavior he's still a little awkward with it so i feel like these plot points were important and yet i didn't really feel that strongly about them right exactly why is that (laughs) like why is this show like this it's so weird I think it's, it's missing the flair. I think that's what I you guys so. are are like attuning to. Because like, I mean, we say this like every other week, but like the other rom com that we have on our list, Horimiya. Like, honestly, like if you like break it down, Horimiya is also almost similar, right? There's not that a lot happening, but it has the flair to really like keep it, keep yourself like invested into what it is. And I think. Uh, I think you guys like the idea of the storyline for Tomozaki-kun. I don't think the characters have enough flair to keep you guys invested into it. I think it's the execution, it. yeah. Uh, so, I think the contents are pretty okay, but the execution could be better. Yeah, like I feel like... Yeah, I feel like... Um, like, I don't know how the light novel is gone. I haven't read the manga in forever, so I would compare it more to the light novel, but it feels like I'm reading a book basically like it's very slow on the setup like obviously at the beginning it's quick right because it's, it's that hook that's trying to get you to read past the first chapter and then afterwards it's just kind of like a lot of like this character builds this character builds this character builds and then in a time where like 
especially for us because you know our whole show is predicated around seasonal anime you know <laughs> we want to be wowed in that yeah. season you know what i mean like and the fact yeah. that like it's taking a sweet time is like Mia has wowed us like almost week in and week out right but like not like so, it's not like something truly like amazing happened they just executed it very well to make it feel amazing so like yeah. I, I i i keep thinking like it, if maybe it gets a season two because of it because it's just really just trying to like build up for a season two uh run where like it actually hits drama or actually hits the rom or actually hits the, the comms so like what do you one think of those get one? is this is is this light novel that popular so i so from what i read this light novel is actually quite popular in in a lot of circles so like i i like it has to be good it's just relatable to you know to a lot of people I, that's what i assume I think yeah so like but like the, like even if it's relatable i mean i i read stuff that like you know is relatable to like uh like hikikimori's or like any like loner types or anything like that but those aren't as popular as this one like mm. fuck i was just like going down like uh, someone else's like top 10 list uh looking around and people were like in the comment section like oh low tier character tomazaki kun better than hori mia i don't even understand why hori mia is up there so there's like some people that just see something in it and i and uh yeah they're crazy dude. for they're us like, i can't see it wild shit dude yeah it's okay to be wrong you know yeah you know yeah, <laughs> it's okay to be wrong yeah <laughs> take it from the three that. three rom-com connoisseurs uh yeah that your your anime <laughs> shit all right so number six on the ranking board promise neverland second season uh across the board we're pretty equal on this one everyone uh gave sixth place i gave it seventh place um uh, peter do you want to start off for this episode uh <laughs> pretty standard like i can't yeah. really think of much to else to say i don't like i feel like the review like of norman like going back on his promise would been like it would hit me harder but i think i'm so like brain dead with this show now that like it didn't i guess it didn't matter to me as much as i think it did in the manga i honestly don't even remember that part in the manga to be perfectly honest like them going to find musica and then him being like hey fuck you i'm just gonna release this like spore thing i don't remember like all that happening and the grandpa i don't even remember the grandpa and his yeah. elder blood i don't remember all whatsoever and i felt he felt like a throwaway character and like the way they presented him in that episode made him like a very throwaway character and i just kind of <laughs> yeah. like what was the point of him like he didn't review like oh am i like a royal blood or like i'm related to this demon that you may know but we cut out the best arc in the fucking uh, storyline <laughs> like so like i yeah i'm trying to really like remember i might go back and read it later uh to see if like it matches up but i actually don't remember any of this uh, in the manga so i'm pissed <laughs> you know as an anime only viewer this episode was it was actually kind of polarizing for me um i, I gave it seventh place uh probably like more lower on my rankings uh because well one i was happy to see Mizuka back i was happy to see sonju and of course uh, uh i mean promise neverland i think I, I always like it at least a little bit but this episode as far as the pacing the pacing was just really bad this episode like yeah. the beginning part yeah. it just 
shoved it in your face. Norman's entire history at the the special plantation, uh, not plantation, the special um, yeah, children's farm. Lambda. Yeah, yeah the, the research um, facility that he was kept at, experimented on, where he gained like this this fatal disease that's causing him to cough up blood. Uh, they revealed like he met a human at the at the end of the f- uh, or when he was taken away in the first season. Like all of this, this very important information just shoved into like the first I think like ten minutes or so of the episode. Like this could have taken up an entire episode. I feel like to get Definitely. all the information across because by the end of it, I was like, okay, at what point did he get the start contracting his fatal illness? Was it just writing math problems? Like he's just. Uh, I didn't even catch <laughs> on. Like, what, what caused him to start developing this illness? Uh, uh, the information I can was just that so fast. Yeah, if you could answer it, because I still don't really know what specifically made him start, you know, dying. Yeah, so they they didn't specify it, but I guess they like maybe they thought they think the watches can kind of understand. Um, but when the it. kids are in Lambda. The research that they're doing is not only just on testing them, but they're also giving them uh, different types of medicines, doing different experiments on them. So they have like a multitude. Like I think they showed it when like he he like got his meal, and then yeah, it was like, like just a handful of pills. There. Yeah, or so it wasn't like pills. yeah, it wasn't just for him to like take to like cure anything or keep anything at bay, but it was to like try to push. Uh, these children at a further level because the biggest thing is their brain, right? The brain is the most yeah. important thing they want because the better the brain, um, the better when that demon eats it, that they can consume it and then become more human-like. Um, I don't, they never really portray that very well either on uh, these last couple episodes. So I'll just say it now just because like, fuck it. Um, but when they eat human brains, their intelligence goes up way way much and they become more human like so they start standing on two feet and they start talking in human language and they can calculate and think and have like politics and all these other thoughts so like that whole lambda camp it was to uh push the very boundaries of their like children's brain which is like very like you know easy to mode right like children can absorb information and intelligence in a very young age kind of thing so that's what they were doing but obviously when you drug test them or drug them and they test them so much uh it pushes their body passes their limits so norman is slowly dying uh because of the testing they've done in lambda just like the other uh four kids that he uh he came with the girl was yeah uh, very obvious in that sense too uh, the other, I guess the other thing I, that really just stood out to me that bothered me was uh, the way they incorporated Norman's point of view in the second half of the episode, right before he uh, betrayed Emma and went ahead with his genocide plan without her. Uh, so as they're like hunting for Sonju and Mizuka in the forest, like just every like minute or so, they would flash back to Norman just standing on a mountain talking to himself about how he's going to be evil which i was just like that's not how you reveal intentions by having norman vocally say out loud that he's evil like (laughs) to nobody he's just standing on a cliffside saying "Mm, i have to do what i need to do no matter what emma's doing flashback to emma like in the mud looking for mizuka and sonju and then flashback to him like at the top of like a tower like 
no matter what anyone says i know what i'm doing is right yeah <laughs> and like evil law wouldn't it be better like if emma like listened in on you having this private conversation yourself trying to like reassure yourself that it's okay to do what you're about to do like it just felt so like we need to like shove this in to like not really foreshadow more like just justify yeah just exposition on yeah. norman's part just to we really need, hold his much character for norman before he actually goes through with the plan yeah it was a super rushed episode and also the old man too uh that was a character i thought are you going to be important but i guess he has the basically cure for cancer in him as it so happens yeah i can't answer any of those questions yeah that, that, that was really weird to me plot spoiling but honestly i don't even know where this plot's going anymore so. <laughs> exactly like honestly see first season if i if you if i wasn't doing you know the wee power hour with you guys and i was told hey you know you should totally watch promise neverland i you know first season yeah okay all right this is interesting where is it going and then i would i would see the end really of the good. first season yeah. and i'd be like oh man i gotta know i gotta know right and then i would watch second season and i think i would have dropped it by now because yeah. like like i'm i honestly at this point i'm only watching it because we're watching it as the wee power hour and there's there's nothing that that makes me excited for the next week's promise neverland yeah i think it's definitely the pacing uh the setup that they had for first season in my mind it already cemented in me that this is like a three season show at least um and the way this the second season is just blatantly trying to rush to the conclusion it's very uh, unsettling (laughs) that <laughs> they would have such a big the first season was entire like lay the groundwork uh and the payoff right now it's just feeling so rushed it's like, heartbreaking yeah <laughs> that sort of feels like it's like okay it's like um okay when you're in a boxing match you imagine there's a big wind up <laughs> for the punch before like a massive impact the bigger the wind up the bigger the the blow right big wind up for first season the blow is like a like a squeaky. light tap just a yeah. yeah it makes a squeak noise and that's how i feel like you tricked me you made me think there'd be a big blow but it's just yeah execution i i i don't know what else to say i was right the show sucks <laughs> i'm seeing it now I'm the moment it changes it i was like there's no way you can change the plot to make it still be good because you're omitting so much stuff like we you know like you guys watch enough anime and you guys know this too like first season is the hook that's what you get people on second season is your world building season right that's when you start showing everything else and you start showing like the bigger picture and the idea and like where the plot will be at the end kind of thing and we're just kind of like eh we'll just get to the end of the plot without really like building up to that we can do world building and the payoff yeah one season that's in one five minute section of an episode like it's just like (laughs) just getting rid of all of it and just like just like cutting out all the fat and just like bare bones and it's uh yeah it's it's heartbreaking to watch every every week so okay all right moving on 
Yeah, that'll do it for Promise Neverland. Uh, we'll be heading into the second half of our top 10 board, but first is our We Power Minute segment. And this is a segment where we answer questions from you, the viewers. It's our Q&A segment. Question. Um, this week, we didn't actually have any questions. <laughs> but um, uh, as usual, I'll be heading over to the random question generator in that case. If you have a question for the We Power Hour, feel free to leave a comment or send us a message on our social media. And we'll be happy to feature you in an upcoming podcast. But uh, for this week, our question is... What are your most important rules when going on a date? <laughs> Look, I, 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 I press the button on the random question generator and that's the question gets me. So there it is. You sure about this? Because I feel like last week um, we had a similar question, something very similar to this. We, didn't, we never got to it because we got last many questions from our... Oh, well. This was actually such a good question that I felt like I should keep it for this one. <laughs> so you <laughs> never really <laughs> pressed that random question generator button this week. Stop breaking right? the immersion. Isn't I pressed it last right, week. <laughs> I just, I'm using it this week, okay? <laughs> I've seen through these lies of the Jedi. <laughs> is it really last week's question too? Dude, yeah, it was. I, See, I was right. Dude, I was like, wait a second. This question looking hella fucking <laughs> it <is> a, Okay. <laughs> I see. Uh, Kai first. What? Kai first. Most important rule. Um, I don't know if it's a rule, but you know, it's just... If you're going on a date, right? Your first date... Personally, I don't think first going to the movies on a first date is great. You know, it's like going to dinner or something, right? And I think just being able to talk it out. Like, you know, you want to get to know the person on a first date, right? Yeah. I will say yeah. this. The question doesn't really say first. Which, but, well, let's just say first date. first, yeah. Yeah, yeah let's say yeah. first. But, like, you know, I think it's important that, you know, both parties get to talk it out, you know, have an almost an equal amount of, you know, hey, you know, interests, talk about interests, you know, hey, I'm, I'm interested in that, what are you interested in? You know, have this volley of conversation, you know? Like, yep. I feel like, you know, in a lot of these situations, it's... Some people come too strong, come off too strong, and it's like awkward. And it's, I don't, you don't want to feel awkward on your first date, you know? Yeah. I don't know about that. I don't know. Some awkwardness <laughs> is good, I feel like, but I think too, you're right. Like, too much awkwardness is definitely not what you should be aiming for. But yeah, I guess that, that, that that's me, though. What about you guys? Uh, for me, I don't know if I have too many rules for first day. Honestly, it's just just make sure the other person's you know having fun and enjoying themselves, really. But um, I guess I don't know. Uh, this is like really old fashioned, but I feel like I should at least offer to pay for the date, whatever it is. I know um, nowadays it's not. Like such a, I think it like back in the day that used to be like a definite rule that guys pay, but um, nowadays I feel like for just me, 
that's what I would be comfortable with is at least offering. Hey, and that's what you're comfortable with. I feel that way too, but some people get so offended by that, you know? I know. I know that's actually a thing that happens too. It it can be considered like a little bit like presumptuous that you, that uh, you need to be the one to treat like the person you're dating. They can come across it that way. But uh, I still feel like, in my heart, like, I don't know if it's just like free predisposition or whatever. <laughs> Conditioning. <laughs> yeah, That's just it, how I it's think. A, it's a society shivering right now, dude. I don't expect anyone else to follow my same, like, way of thinking. But for me, that I guess that's a, a personal role for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's cool. That's cool. Um, I, I, I actually... I'm very similar to what Kai said, but I guess I'll delve deeper into it a little bit. Uh, I think talking on the first day is very important, uh, but it has to go with listening as well. I, I think like, so this is, I, I, I don't know if it's like a true thing, but I know like, like talking to other girls, like that's like kind of like what they like to do on the first day. They let the guy talk a lot. Right. Cause the, you know, when you talk about something passionate like anime on a podcast, you know, you're like, oh, you really man, animated. Nothing, nothing's more attractive than that. Right. Well, no, is that what the content is, whatever, but it's just being passionate about something right. and being animated. Like you really feel that energy from someone and it like that passion uh, attracts people. So I think like it, it's a two way street where like, uh, since, you know, for us guys, uh, when a girl just sits there and she asks you like, Oh, what are you into? What's your job? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, guys tend to talk way too much about themselves and don't offer the, you know, the date in return, uh, that same gesture. So it's going to be like, okay, what are you into? And then actually listen to her and then actually respond with good questions and answers to what she's passionate about. Cause she's basically telling you who she is as a person. And so if you're not listening, that means either you're only in there for the putang or you're actually not interested in what she is. And, you know, that's just a recipe for disaster in terms of relationships. So, uh, yeah, just whatever Kai said. Yeah, but that's true. Better. Putang. <laughs> putang. Like, yeah, I mean, like, that's probably not, like, that's definitely not the first thing on my mind. But I think, like, in, in a guy's heart, you should definitely just naturally think that way anyways. I, I think to sure like actually get street. to the next date, that's yeah, it's like, really important. You have to listen, you know, you have to like actually pay attention like and like sense, actually take interest. Yeah, sometimes maybe not so much. I, I don't know if it's like just because it's like we're guys or anything like that, but like when a girl just like starts like, hey, what do you like? What are you doing? You just start going. I think it's like a stroke in the ego kind of thing for us. And we just want to like go, you know, you want to tell them everything that we're like so good at. And we're so like, oh yeah, I go to the gym like six times a week. I'm pumping iron, blah, blah. You know, for guys that like to go to the gym kind of thing. And just using an example, I'm not saying people that go to the gym sound like this or they sound like assholes. You gotta be a guy to go to the gym. (laughs) I just, as an example, just like, that's like a common like, uh passion for 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 guys yeah. right it's just like oh yeah i work out and they want to tell them how their workout is and what they're working out or how much i'm bench pressing it's like that's cool i'm listening but it's just kind of like you gotta do the same thing when she wants to talk about her cats yeah uh, once <laughs> told me um that the best way to make someone feel appreciated 
is to ask them questions because no matter who you are, where you come from, uh, people like to just talk about themselves. Uh, they like yeah, to yeah. they like to feel like people are curious and interested in who they are, and yeah. that's really important for both parties to feel that way. You know, a good example of like of like what I'm trying to say. If anyone watches uh, Hot Ones uh, with Sean Evans, he yeah. is like the perfect like person to go on a first date with because he listens to what you want to say and then he'll ask you appropriate questions to get you really fired up about like that so it's not like the basic like oh you're an actor how do you do with acting but it's like oh i saw you were into fishing on on, on instagram it's like how's the fishing life what'd you catch last week and there's like that like little bit just really like pushes the envelope to be like oh you're interested you're listening you're paying attention you gained a poutine tonight. <laughs> Helping That's you boys really out there. One. Yeah. Yeah. Sean Evans. He's the perfect, he's a perfect example he's of like great. a good first date. Yeah. I really miss hot ones. Uh, just like, oh man. When they were like, like the, face to face. Yeah, the biggest loss of this COVID, I mean, aside from my life in general, really, um, I got to say is just hot ones. I feel like that face to face interviews really it really made like the spirit of the show like this personable oh, yeah. interview like exactly two guys just it's not talking that to each other bad though like the still the new one still pretty good yeah but i don't know yeah, i guess it's not the same but lance is right it's the connection it's like yeah. sean being there face to face and being able to like read what they're doing and then kind of adjust excuse me adjust to like their like you know the way of thinking or the way they're acting kind yeah, of things like personable. yeah he's he's a good i want sean evans to be my first date wink all right okay moving <laughs> i think on. we're good <laughs> so that will wrap it up for the weed power minute um again if you have any questions that uh, you'd like to submit for weed power minute we are accepting questions of any kind from anybody unless your name is avery then don't ever ask us a question <laughs> you know why uh, <laughs> moving on back into goodbye, the, all the, the top Avery's. 10 <laughs> uh, we're in number five now Dr. Stone season two uh, looking at the ranking board got fourth place from Kai fifth place from me and from Peter um, let's see Peter do you want to start off for this one uh, well I guess we both ranked it uh, like middle of the pack uh but I mean, personally, I don't think it was this was like a particularly bad, but maybe not exactly the strongest episode either. That's why I put it dead in the middle. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> I think when we were watching it, like, you know, we were watching with Avery and he was like, yeah, nothing really happened. And he's right. You know, like, even though like a lot could have happened, like not every like it said the final battle as the title of this episode but like nothing truly was final battle worthy right yeah so, i still feel like we're just entering the battle right exactly now. so Which especially like, was it was how the episode ended yeah just another build-up episode but i think uh like it what still made it at least you know in the top half of the board is just uh um just uh i guess like the, the that feeling of like triumphant you know like they spent a whole year trying to get back to that cave 
to get you know the, the bat pee and to really like try to like <laughs> yeah. save humanity so it's kind of like for a split second it felt good like you know for you guys you know you haven't read the like manga or anything so like you know it could have been like oh yeah maybe Sukasa maybe didn't come back we were able to like figure things out make gunpowder and like have things going so like it had like that feeling of like a oh we finally did it this is like I don't want to say it's like a finale but it's like what should what season one could have ended on a little bit um and then like you know Sukasa pretty much like like ukiyo him out of the fucking tree and he's like dying in the fucking floor yeah but, uh, um other than that yeah not truly anything happened and uh yeah i honestly like this whole season should have been part of season one i know you say that every week you say that every week and i want to make sure everyone knows that this should have been season one there's so many more characters i want you guys to meet and we have we're not gonna get that until like next year probably now with season three. Dude, this like I'm actually upset. Like each individual episode is good. It's not like a bad episode. Like like yeah. you know Chrome escaping. You know like them going busting in with the tank. And as an episode, they're really good. A good metaphor for this would be like SpongeBob. Where they're like, la di di 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 la di you know, like, it's good, like, it's funny as fuck. <laughs> specifically it's, that uh-huh. scene? Yeah, specifically, uh-huh. it's funny as fuck, you know, like, as a child, you're watching, the guy's like, la di di la di di la di di la di and you're like, oh shit, it's going on forever. It's going on. It's like, is it coming? It's still is it going coming? on. It's still oh, coming. Oh, okay. It's, it's, it's now funny. I get what you're trying yeah. to get at. It's I, funny, I, I, but it it's still bit, going I get on. what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah. It's taking, it's getting there, and you're like super okay. excited to get yeah. there. But like, 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 like especially this, this episode was literally the part where he goes, <gasps> you know. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because <laughs> like, like, this whole season should have been... The da, 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 da. <laughs> you know, like the end of it, but like we're still in the beginning. Where well, I hope like, it doesn't end like that episode too, because you know how shit. it ends. This space of black before he gets to there. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I'm, I'm like every episode. It's always like we're getting there. Oh, next episode, next episode, next episode, and like I'm like. Come on, dude. Just give it to me already. <laughs> give it to me. Yeah. Like, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's, I it's, guess there's too much more to say no, about no. the episode of that, really. I, I agree with what you said. I don't like your analogy, <laughs> but I will accept it. <laughs> because I honestly can't think of another one. And like, it's probably... I know, I'm trying to really hard to think of like a better analogy than that, but I can't quite. I'm sure there I'm is I'm pretty sure. One. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a better one, but when right. I listen For back now, on it, when I edit it, I'm like, that was probably the funniest thing we could have said at that point, so I guess I have to accept it, so, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Hey, Im- improv. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving, moving on. on then. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on to number four, we got ReZero. Uh, Kai gave this one fifth place. Me and Peter, uh, we, we again, we're the same third place i don't know what's up with that copy but, my uh, answers again dude could be maybe you have good answers and i copied your paper who knows you did <laughs> 
So this episode was two-parter. Um, Amelia did her second trial. Um, the other half was battling at the Mathers, Mathers uh, mansion. Uh, I like the fighting, actually, for this episode. Like, this was... Uh, it's been a while since I thought we had a good fight resort. We've had, like, scraps with Garfield, like, flailing his cat arms around and, like, Satella, <laughs> like, just obliterating people. But that's not really fighting, I feel like. Like, I thought yeah. we actually had pretty good chore- uh, choreography with um, Garfield fighting um, Elsa. So that was that made me really happy. What made me not happy was going back to the sanctuary because that place is just cursed, and I despise every second we <laughs> stay there uh, with Amelia doing these trials. Yeah, if I had to rank the first part, definitely top of the list. If I had to rank the second part with Amelia, like bottom, so then we end up at like fourth place, or uh, I give it third place. So yeah. I can I can agree to that. Like I I also felt the same way. Like the first half is better than the bottom half of that episode, just because like I I want to get to know Beatrice more, and I want to like yeah, that was the interest. Get to the point of just like let's get her out of here and get her like away from everything. I kind of wish if they had went back to the sanctuary, they went back to Roswell and Ram fighting. Like I'm more curious to see like how that fight's going. Then Amelia going through it's not even her third trial. It's only her second trial that she's yeah, going through. Yeah, we still through. got another one. So we still got one this. more to go. Kind of thing. Which is up pretty fast. Yeah, like I think it's like now we're just kind of like I think when Akindo, I think it was like like it was it was this week's episode when she kind of like showed up and then she was kind of like not Echidna. I yeah. feel like she's kind of like she's I don't want to say she's mad at Amelia, but she's kind of like resentful because I think she feels that Amelia has a like she understands what she needs to do now and she understands where she is and i think she feels resentful because she akina wants to feel that same way too i think she still has a lot of regrets in the past with whatever happened with hector and roswell and and betty and all of them like stuff like that we didn't yeah. get the like full conclusion of that battle so uh i think she's kind of like upsetting spaghetti with uh, amelia so we should like breeze through these trials because i can't see any other reason to trip up Amelia. You can tell Amelia is 100% confident in herself now. So there's no reason for her to fail these trials. So we shouldn't be there much longer. The the trials, not the sanctuary. I think we're there. I think we're at the sanctuary for the rest of the fucking season. But I feel like we're going to be there for a little bit longer, especially with Roswell's subplot. Um, Yeah. I I wish we wouldn't linger too much on the trials because uh, as far as I'm concerned, I feel like Amelia has completed her character arc yeah as far as i'm concerned she is her my interest in her has dropped immensely because i feel like she has gotten to where she wants to be and where she has been wanting uh where she has been pushing towards like for the last few seasons but if that last trial has any answers to any of our overarching questions that we have like especially like her being the key to whatever that door is is that door like pandora's box that unleashes hell and destroys the whole world kind of thing like like what are you to satella are you like truly her daughter are you just a reincarnation are you just like part of the bloodline like this so many questions i hope they at least try to answer with the third trial or at least to the end of the season uh but i probably won't get those answers until like season 20 
yeah probably (laughs) (laughs) Kai what'd you think of this episode it's like going back through the Spongebob metaphor it's like again you're not wrong like teasing me it's like right at the end of that like we've been through like five minutes five minutes of the la di di la di di and then you're like okay wait I think we're at the end of it. We see a light at the end of the tunnel. Oh shit. And we're stuck there for a while now. You know, like, it's good. We're like moving a little bit slowly. Like, you know, the mansion arc where they're fighting the, the, the gut, the gut piercing lady. Gut, good gut Elsa. Slashing slasher. Yeah, that's Elsa. so good. But then we're still stuck at this, like, sanctuary bullshit, and it's, like, holding us back, dude. But it has moved up enough that it's better than Dr. Stone. But overall, it's kind of like, all right, can we, get the, can we get the ball rolling already, you know? That's not how you voted, though. You voted <laughs> fifth place for Razor and fourth place for Dr. Stone. Yeah, because Dr. Stone was cool, dude. They actually fought the fight, dude. They like were like, all right, charge. And they like charged in with their tank. They like shot their tank episode. They had their coppers like drum thing and like fucking um, the dude screamed into it and like, like stuff. Okay, a actually, I forgot about that. How that the fuck was does really that work? cool. That was co- cool. <laughs> that was like actually badass and they like took over the cave. Like, cool stuff. But like, uh, at the same time, ReZero is like, we've been doing cool stuff for a while, but it's still like. We haven't moved forward in the plot. Frustrating. We're just doing the same thing every episode, you know? Yeah. Whereas uh, ReZero, like, we're moving forward. Like, we went from being stuck in the sanctuary sanctuary for, like, a whole season to, like, actually getting to the mansion this episode. Like, that's, like, a whole season worth of, like, shit just, like, moving forward. Yeah. And so I'm excited, but at the same time, now that we got to the mansion, we're still talking about Sanctuary, and I'm like, dude, just <laughs> shut the fuck up, and let's just stabby, stabby Elsa or something. Dude, <laughs> dude your frustration, I could probably put, like, that whole, like, banter you had and put it into, like, the ReZero playthrough, and it will fit perfectly uh, into yeah, that, that playthrough that we had right ReZero. into what we had to Because I feel... I felt exactly the same way with that playthrough, so... But, yeah. Moving on. Moving on. So, uh... So, moving on to, uh... This is our top three for this week. Number three. It, uh... Finally lost its first place spot after... Oh, gosh. I have countless weeks now. But third place, Horimiya. Um... I think this might be, uh... The first time... Peter, you haven't voted first place for Horimiya. Oh no, wait, you voted. Um, I've been, I've been back and forth. You've kind of back and forth with like Skate actually the past few weeks, but uh, yeah, I uh, enjoy Skate. I'll start off with you for um, Horimiya for this one too. Um, how'd you feel about uh, this episode? I actually, uh, well, bef- before you go, uh, I just want to put real <laughs> quick that I know what you're talking about about the plateau now because I think this episode 
made me feel that it's way. It's a plateau. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. And for everyone out there, I love Horimiya. Like, it, it, like, I can't say that enough. Like, this is like one of the, the mangas that, like, I won't ever forget for a long time. And uh, I am like, like, I am like, sweating in anticipation for that final chapter to finally come out this month so i can like read it and cry and just just finally put it in the completed section of like my like of red manga kind of thing but uh yeah i i i always disagree when someone says Hori me is the best rom-com because like it plateaus and it plateaus early like i think they do cut out quite a bit from the manga to what is in the anime but it's mostly like fluff stuff or little character developments or even just like stupid scenes like hori wanting miyamura to punch in the face kind of thing like it's those kind of scenes where like it doesn't affect the overall relationship story it just kind of like you know builds characters a little deeper but like you're not going to miss it too much if it's not there kind of thing and you know we're at that point now where you guys are having that where it's just like oh a little more delve deeper into hori a little more delve deeper into miramora kind of thing but like uh we're like past the honeymoon phase of like hori mia you know like the sex is getting a little bit you know blander uh we're not going on this uh when we were watching like um uh sukasa and um nasa um yeah like this this feeling of um uh finding a way to get past the honeymoon phase and still keep it like interesting and engaging that you still want to see these couples together and see them uh in, like enjoy seeing them together exactly uh, I, I feel like uh Hormia is starting to have some trouble with that because yeah i i i think they're trying to still flesh out some like kinks here and there with characters and like obviously like they're like they didn't have a whole season to like you know flesh it out kind of thing where like tony kaku was like literally like the first minute like it was already like oh they're gonna get together they're married kind of thing like and then you get the whole season to see fleshed out relationships so when yeah. you read the manga you know their relationships do flesh out better and you do get that sense of a feel where it's just like oh this is really nice it kind of turns it from a, a rom-com to a slice of life and i that's what i enjoy most about like these rom-coms that have established relationships or established couples is that like the slice of life aspect that goes along with the romance is very wholesome or very relatable and like when you uh guys read the manga if you guys ever do like you're gonna get that same feeling but you're never gonna get the feeling like oh shit like so much like happened and like this plot happened then this drama happened and then like this couple did this like you're never going to feel that way uh much or at all you know uh moving from you know like this point of the manga onwards so Mm -hmm. um they do tickle your balls a little bit here and there with like some new couples uh but other than that i mean like is there like day-to-day life of high schoolers and yeah uh, their just day-to-day life is just more enjoyable than your day-to-day lives so that's why you're so interested in uh, watching them or reading them so okay so i'll throw it over to kai next uh, uh you gave this one uh well actually you gave us one third place uh mm-hmm. what do you think of this episode it's 
Honestly, I thought this was going to be first place when I first watched it. But the order I watched it was Horimiya, and then I watched something else, and then I watched Mushoku Tensei, and then I watched Skate, right? And, like, uh-huh. in my notes, I wrote Horimiya probably first place, because I enjoyed the... <laughs> I enjoyed the the whole... Hori... Like, Hori liking, like, the whole... Her being a master, she's a bit. Ab- that was yeah. Like, it's, it's hella funny, and the like. I mean, the it's bit super that funny. Was, yeah, it wasn't about Horimiya. Was pretty good too, and I had it first place. But then I saw Mushoku Tensei earlier today, and I was like, "Fuck that! Sh- this episode was really good." And I was we'll like, "Get right, into I guess, that." I guess soon, Tensei yeah. would be first, and then I watched Skate, and it was even <laughs> better. Hori <laughs> like, Mia started first place, but then it just got bumped down with every anime I watched. And that's the only yeah. reason why it's third place. But like overall, it was really good. Like it yeah. wasn't a bad episode. Like like because like the past two weeks, Hori Mia has been first place back to back. And I think it rightfully should have been. And I'm ups- like I'm not upset that it's third place, but it's just that the others anime were yeah, just it was tough. better it yeah was just yeah. these top three were very close for me yeah um well uh i think like overall like the top half were were pretty good this week this week was good this week was hella good dude yeah um yeah just uh the only thing i can really knock Cormia for it's still very high for me but yeah, I just feel I just feel the plateau. It, it's it's still high up. It's just going in a straight line, high <laughs> above the others. Yeah. Um, and- whereas I, I was used to it, like for the first few weeks, it was just constantly like leapfrogging over what I thought was, oh man, this is the best that that they can do. Next week they did even better. They did even better last week. Uh, this week it, it's still up there. It's just uh, we just learned a lot of. Um, I feel like we learned a lot about Miyamura, but also. It, not really. Uh, it, we learned about people in Miyamura's life surrounding him and his peers observing him. Um, but then, I don't know, I, I still haven't really gotten to a point where, uh, especially with this episode where it introduced, one, the Hori's admirer, and two, um, his, uh, I, I, I wouldn't call him a bully, but... He's someone a bully, he had uh, he was a bully he's a fucking he was, bully he was dude. absolutely don't, don't, a bully don't give him that he's not a bully bullshit dude. Look, he's a well here's bully. the thing like i think that part with like miyamura getting bullied and stuff like that like i think if we had gotten that earlier like if they had like like yeah, rearranged the order like a little earlier. bit um because i think there was an episode with miyamura it was like i think three or four weeks ago where it's it was very miyamura heavy and like Kai was like, you know, the week before it's like, I need more Miyamura. I need to like understand him because I don't understand him. And then it gave that episode to where like you can see how he was a loner and how um, he didn't have any friends. And then like Shindo came to his life and then like everything slowly started to change. But, you know, he had that like looking back at his younger self and his younger self's like, I want to kill myself. And he's like, just wait just a little bit longer and then you will find, you know, your hope, your light. And that's Hori. Um, I think if they had added that bully part of the, you know, of what happened to him, like on top of that, I think that would really sold yeah, that really part like better that. because there's, there's an actual, 
like like physical thing you can see an actual example of him getting bullied um because he got bullied for the stupidest thing like it's the stupidest reason it's just because this guy fucked up and then he blamed it on someone that he knew wouldn't fight back and the fact that like you know like i can't speak for him because he's a fucking 2d character um but i'm free i'm sure like when he was talking to miyamura and then miyamura's like yeah just come by anytime like miyamura's so nice to him and he's willing to put everything behind him like i think that kind of makes it hurt that much more because he always regrets the fact that he blames someone uh for the bunnies dying and then he bullied him for the next three years because of that like like the, the the like you know no matter how bad you are you're gonna feel guilty because like he didn't deserve that bullying whatsoever and then like the fact that Miyamura is just like yeah dude it's all good like no problem like I can accept you for who you are and then we can move past this I, like that that like little bit just really shows the evolution of like if Miyamura never met Hori he would never have said that like I can guarantee he would never have said that to that kid he would have been like don't ever talk to me again and if I fucking see you I'm gonna fucking shoot you <laughs> like like I don't want you near me <laughs> But the yeah. the the level of forgiveness is because he's so happy with his life. He's not willing to ruin his life because of one bully, and I, that that's the beauty of like Miyamura's uh, evolution. Yeah, uh, I do like that idea though. If they had placed the events, because actually, I I guess what I couldn't really get behind the bully was they introduced him, his conflict, his his responsibility for like shaping who Miyamura was at the beginning. Yeah. And then they resolved it in like one episode. I feel like yeah. they could have moved it in a way that would have been able to get this information across in a more digestible way. Uh, maybe put him like, yeah, like you said earlier in the season. Just reorder it. Already yeah. be hinting that the reason why Miyamura, you know, is the way he is, is not, is not just bullying. There's a specific character that's going to be important um, maybe mm-hmm. in an episode or two. Uh, and they're gonna get this conflict resolved between the two of them so. yeah cause that guy was really important the other guy uh, who gives a fuck about that guy he just realizes that Hori's fucking she's, she's whipped and he's, he's, he's like, never gonna get some of that <laughs> we so, already have that Sawada. was a throwaway not Kai yeah um, we already have the girl like vying for Hori's she's, attention now we have this guy so yeah, yeah I had a hard time getting behind this dude too we already got someone the girl, on the plate after Hori the girl is important not i wouldn't say important but she does her to be in this episode like why do we need this guy we already have her well that's the thing she doesn't show up a lot she's a first year so like there's no reason for her to like really just show up out of nowhere other than that's her character she shows up out of nowhere Um, but she does get more screen time later in the manga so she does have kind of i don't want to say an important arc but she does have like a like a mini character arc that uh does uh pertain to uh the characters in the cast so You'll see it when you read it. All right. So, moving on from third place into second place, we have Mushoku Tensei Jobless Reincarnation uh, this week. Kai gave it second place. I gave it my first place for this week. And Peter, you gave it fourth place. Uh, I'll actually throw it over to Kai first for this episode. Um, Second place. We've come a long way, Kai. We've come. We've come a we went from the bottom and now we're here, Kai. <laughs> I'm 100% surprised on this vote. Like, usually I'm not too surprised with you guys' votings week in a week out because I kind of get the idea. But to see 
uh Jabba's reincarnation high up there for you guys uh, it actually blows me away a little bit now i'm surprised too it um, was a good episode it i was, was just such i was a really enjoying episode. this episode a lot like, we finally got away from eris's bullshit and we're, like, <laughs> we're suddenly i think we are safely escaped like, right? Like the, the reason why we didn't Eris. like the past few episodes was because we were always about this Ares bullshit, which was like whatever, you know. Oh, it's a training arc. Like, oh, we're tutoring her. It's like whatever. I don't fucking care. I'm here for Rudius's like, like, uh, um, you know, his growth, his evolve, like how he evolves as a human being, right? And we finally get that he's uh he's literally in the middle of a nowhere demon continent like probably thousands of miles away from his like homeland and yeah we i was like meet this person that is known to be you know like the most fearsome like like i've been waiting for him to people, meet people right? yeah someone like that like we like we've like talked about this many times like there's been many flashbacks hey you better you better not talk to the people with green hair with these red things on their forehead like they're scary people Don't yeah talk they've done a good like, job we, foreshadowing we, this we, character like, foreshadowed it like many many times and turns out this one guy particularly is like really nice and he knows why they're like the reason why that there is these bad like assumptions about his tribes of people and uh, like we get so much out of rudius and like it's not just him just figuring it out but he's like no dude i'm gonna help you out like this is actually wrong like your tribe was like like your tribe did nothing wrong other than the fact that this like so-called hero like actually fucked you over like we're gonna fix this like we're actually getting somewhere and it's the start of a journey and next week if this journey doesn't go forward and if we're still in the oh we're gonna start this journey dude no more more of that (laughs) back to fifth place like this is a redeeming episode but if it doesn't do anything with it it's going back down to the shitter that's a threat from kai Uh, for me, this was this was a big, big payoff episode for a lot of things. Uh, I think first and foremost, Eris. Uh, this is the completion of and the more like the results, the the payoff of her evolution into a Sundere. Uh, she's a lot more likable this episode. She uh, she's actually in another position of powerlessness that we saw like in her introduction episode when uh she was just stuck with rudy and she had to rely on him but we showed how much how much better she takes it now how she's comfortable yeah. like giving power over to rudy and to um uh i forget his name i think his, his name was really hard it was like um Rujardo. Like, Rujardo. <laughs> I think that's yeah. how you pronounce it's it. Like so. R-I-J-I-U-R-D or something. It's like yeah. Rujared. <laughs> you say with the Japanese toy. Rujared. Rujared. Yeah. So just how much better she is um, being able to let other people guide her when she needs help. And how open she was with uh, with Roxy's, um, her tribe that she came from. 
uh, I just thought Eris, which is like the first time I've thought this, she was really cute. And she was also sweet towards uh, these strangers who are showing her uh, kindness, helping her when to get back home. Um, also, Richard. <laughs> Richard. Um, he's cool. Like, he's I like. really cool. I liked his realistic point of view that uh, he was able in his introduction episode was able to lay out what he wants how he intends to get through it but also understanding like what it takes to get there and that it's a really in like a really really tall order to undo a entire world's bias against your race uh it reminded me a lot of amelia's but i actually believe richard is gonna do it because <laughs> he, he has he has like this focus in him and this drive in him that I immediately found very charismatic in a character. And you can see that Rudy, as the viewpoint character, of course, he feels the exact same way. And he was drawn to that. And I, I like that it very organically showed that Rudy can see a little bit of himself in this, this stranger, this outcast who has just uh, been basically dealt an unfair hand. And then, uh, but instead of like folding under it and like hating the world, like how, um, how Rudy did in his past life, he wants to uh, say, no, I can change things and I deserve to have a life where I'm allowed to change things and undo people's predisposition to us because uh, that's, that's the kind of change I want to see in the world. And Rudy, Rudy really resonated with that. And I like that organic, immediately a bond between the two characters. Uh, this is a great episode for me. Also, an entire tribe of Roxies. Like, how great is that? Like, just I saw like <laughs> all these characters. All like, holy crap! Every blue-haired dude. character is cuter than the last one. And also, fucking Senku is Roxy's dad. How awesome is that? The fact that Roxy <laughs> is forty-four. Oh, when he said forty-four, I was like, oh shit! Rudy is go. probably forty-four. Dude, you guys are going to get along. Yeah. For at least the past 30 years. I knew it. I knew Roxy was from a very long living tribe. Not like she's unfazed by it because her tits has been fondled every day for the past 30 years, probably. Maybe it's just the tribe's um, unusual characteristic that they're immune to that. Maybe it just doesn't bother To bad Japanese tropes. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> what do you think peter this episode um well me and kai this is our first time seeing it but you've you've actually read up to this point right oh i'm i'm like way past this i'm like oh, maybe an arc and, i'm like an arc and a half ahead of uh-huh. you guys still so uh the only reason i put it forth is just because like i just know it so like when i asked you guys last week what do you guys think could happen next in the prediction and you guys are like i don't fucking know and i'm like yes that's exactly what i felt like when i read it i was like (laughs) what the fuck is going on with this light and then everything that dropped uh happened and it's like yeah i just uh i'm excited for you guys to see the journey um from trying to start from this demon continent and then try to make their way back and do they accomplish everything yeah Um, it's a huge arc really keen on like i, I want to know why <laughs> that like just randomly teleported them into the middle of like butt fuck nowhere yeah but that that's I like, like that they're there so just, like that's the overarching question is like what yeah. happened that day because you gotta that? remember that light wasn't just there 
for those three for Ghislaine uh Rudy and uh uh Eris right like that light was huge so like who else is affected by it who got teleported or who didn't like you know there, there's a lot of questions that uh yeah that's when you're going through the journey and then you see the little bits of information that get trickled down you'll start piecing it together what happened that day I think that's like the question you guys have to have in your mind what happened that day the light appeared kind of thing and then as you're going through the journey through the demon continent you piece together that answer to really fit in like okay this happened to this character that happened to that character who did it why is it happening so uh this arc is huge it's like whoops this arc is like really fucking huge there's a lot Calm of shit down, that idea. happens <laughs> yeah, my mic is really low um yeah so like you guys you guys are uh, like it's 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 a long long ride throughout this demon continent really you guys excited. would meet, meet a lot of fucking fuckers and a lot of uh people and a lot of shit happens and then yeah we'll see how it goes i kind of have an idea where they're gonna end the season and i think you guys would do mm. will would do like the finale of the, of the of this first season so so um we are heading into the top of the summit for this week first place um they have skated their way against all the odds and here they are taking first place once again skate the infinity uh first place from kai second place from me first place from peter um i'll throw it over to kai because i know you're talking about how impressed you were with this episode um how'd you feel about it dude like what was this episode dude like we do the battle but the, the fucking joe he does this macho bullshit move where he's like yeah he's parallel to the ground by his arm with he his fucking arms like, planks like, on the board I to accelerate himself like, like we we understand that you know this is a sports anime where they tend to do ridiculous shit and we're just supposed to be okay with it but like you know like oh shit you know they're like neck almost neck and neck what is he gonna do oh shit his back muscle like fucking like like got bigger and he's now parallel to the the ground and he's just like <laughs> two-handing the skateboard like what the fuck dude and then long guy's like oh i can't lose to that and he like jumps off the cliff like oh yeah no big deal and there's like it's like a slow motion where he's like high above the trees yeah like he's just like snowboarding three floors up of off the ground and he just lands it like oh yeah no big deal I, do, have you seen the lift that fucking snowboarders get when they like fucking like fly up a hill yeah, but they're they like land high up there dude it's dawning on me just how much like longa specializes like that's his style he specializes his in catching air airtime massive yeah. amounts of jump that was wild, dude. And then, and then, like Joe is like, "Nah, I'm just gonna break through glass, like no big deal." <laughs> or like, it was, uh, I don't like, know, push a fucking gigantic steel beam the, the out steel of my way. Beam. Yeah, yeah. Like this whole episode. I like how much personality ridiculous. his skating has. This whole yeah. episode was ridiculous, but it was so good in a in a good way. I was like, "Oh shit! Oh fuck! Oh shit!" And you know, like exactly. then after that, we go into Cherry's fight where it's like he beats the shit out of Cherry, and we're like, "Wait a exactly. second!" Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
very shocking uh, development with Adam versus Cherry, which, well, first of all, I didn't expect him to fight Cherry this round, maybe. But, uh, yeah. Uh, like, you didn't think of him to actually, like, a beat him up with a skateboard. Like, how is that even legal? He literally takes a couple steps and he just, like, whacks him he in the face. He dismounts his skateboard and he just beats Cherry with it, which... Uh, like that is not what I think of when I think of like the the matador of love like that. <laughs> and that really made like, me oh, see shit. him differently. He beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Whoa. Like, <laughs> what is going on, dude? I hope you guys know there's like no rules in I, a I beef, know, right? I know like, there's no rules in S. But we see, we like, seen Adam Shadow just like sh- literally shoot like firecrackers at people's wheels to try to hurt them, like. That, like he broke like Recky's arm in episode one with that shit. So yeah, like, the actually, kind of I, shit I, I rewatched happens. the first episode just because I I kind of forgot like the journey um Recky's had, and I was like, holy shit, Shadow, you're a fucking dick, and now you're on. He a, was the asshole the ship with like Recky just having a gay old time. I was like, yeah, well, I kind of forgot Shadow. So it's not like it's anything unique that like it like that kind of stuff happened i think it's just the fact that like adam or like cherry was just like hey he's just gonna like the reason he's scared he doesn't want to do beef with me is because he's scared i'll beat him but like the fact that like adam whacked him with his board showed the fact i was like i'm not afraid of you like at all and it's like there's no ties within us whatsoever like just really like honing in the fact that adam has literally abandoned everything of his childhood and everything that he's had any connections with tadashi with cherry with joe everyone for what he wants and what he wants is that longa putang so <laughs> like he's been searching for that one skater to excite him and he's willing to throw away everything even his friendships with cherry and that's why like like hitting him wasn't surprising is the fact that he was willing to do it and he did yeah the amount of disrespect that shows like that was yeah very yeah, clear you don't make. excite me you bore me like that mm-hmm. was like Holy i won't shit. even beat you in the race like i am over this race i just wanted to end right now and if beating exactly. you is how i get there then end this because i'm over good, it though. It was, yeah. it was, it was, it was they, really, they really good. That, like, wow. Like, it was like, I just was like on the edge of my seat. Every episode, just like every part of the episode, just like, wow, damn. Like, they fucking doing it. Like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> they fucking doing they it. They fucking doing it. Uh, well, I don't think I'm going to put this on the prediction board because I do feel like this is more something that I'm pretty certain of versus uh, i remember you said like last time peter um uh, you have some predictions that you're pretty sure of versus like maybe where it's worthwhile putting on prediction board but i just want to bring attention that uh i'm pretty sure that the skater that adam uh raced with at, when he was younger and then drove him off a cliff in one of the flashbacks he hurt his leg uh they didn't show his face but i did look back uh he has like kind of maroonish hair i think that might be the skate shop owner that recky works for Ooh. back when they were younger i don't know that that's a pretty good like shot though because that like that's a very small tidbit of information to try to link them together yeah like yeah like i'm really surprised you're sure of that yeah i'm pretty sure 
like these kind of like animes where uh, people have very striking features like they're uh, like Reki and Longa like you can see them mile away pick them out from a crowd of uh, protagonists from other anime um, yeah. and that goes for even like side characters like the the manager like he's pretty striking he has a very distinctive face and hair color that no one else has in the anime so uh, the fact that he looks pretty uh, his shade of hair kind of resembles the the flashback from Adam I don't think that's really much of a coincidence. I'm pretty certain that that's going to be a plot point in the future. Not an important mean, one, but just a little thing. Are you sure Bro, you don't want to put, put it on the board? A I, board I think you're like 0 for 2 now, right? <laughs> yeah, I I have to put another one incorrect Look, for you. It's not uh, about being absolutely right. It's about just making like good wild predictions and just happening to be right. Ah, I'm just gonna let you know by the end of this season, you're gonna be uh, the bottom of the barrel two seasons in a row. Because I think Look, someone's you also be were loser. incorrect. I'm happy making just dumb predictions. I don't want to make easy predictions. I don't want low hanging fruit. Give me the hard one. You know what? Adam is actually uh, half is uh, a long lost brother from uh, Longa's dad, and he they're actually like half brothers. Because they put both it down, got blue hair. Put it down, Peter. <laughs> put it down. You know what? I'm going to put that on the board. Adam oh, is uh, half brothers or longer. That's the kind of predictions I want to make that are right. All right. All right. Is that a guarantee? That's He's a guarantee. Right. I'm going to like literally post me. Look, like, they got, shit they both got blue hair. They're both master. It's in Longa's blood. It's in like, Adam's I, blood. I, like I'm gonna, I'm you know what I'm gonna give you this now. If you get that correct at the end of the season, I would give you five points. That's a five pointer right there because that's like literally a left left Does field. I'll mean? give you five what points for five that. Points even and yet, five know, points even mean? And yet, five points means a win. On some level, there's a chance I'm right. Yeah, yeah. So, I'll put but that it's on the so board. asinine that like I'll give you five <laughs> points for it. <laughs> All right. Well, any other um, thoughts on skate? Nah, dude. Okay. Nah. So that will wrap it up for our top 10 this week. And uh, that also wraps it up for this week's episode of the We Power Hour. Thank you guys for joining us and listening in. Um, we really appreciate uh, anyone who tunes in to us because we just like talking about anime. Yeah. And uh, look, if you have any um, topics you want us to cover in a future podcast, feel free to uh, message us these topics and we'd be happy to feature it in a future podcast episode yeah. um, aside from that uh, any other words before we close out I gotta fucking piss <laughs> what a surprise <laughs> on that note uh, thank you guys again for tuning in and uh, we'll see you again next time same weep time same weep place bye 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 Yonara.